This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. Can you use AI and ChatGPT to learn more about your competitors and your customers than you could on your own? Well, you actually can. Um, And we have a very special guest today that's going to tell us how and why you probably should too. All right. So my name is Jordan Wilson. I'm the host of Everyday AI. That's what you're listening to. Thank you for joining us. So we are a daily live stream podcast and free daily newsletter helping everyday people make sense of what's going on in the AI world because there's a ton. Um, But not just like, hey, here's a new tool or here's a bunch of news, but how we can all actually use it uh, to to help grow our companies, to help grow our careers, uh, to increase our output, right? Um, So that's something that we're going to be talking about today, how we can use AI and ChatGPT to to learn more about our customers, our competitors, and just insights that would be kind of hard to get otherwise. So before we get into that, let's quickly talk about what's going on in the world of AI news. Uh, So first, uh, TikTok is now going to start labeling uh, AI content. So TikTok is going to ask creators to label their AI content. Uh, so we kind of know what's real and what's not. So this kind of follows uh, Instagram that announced this also a couple of weeks ago. Uh, also interesting that TikTok is asking creators to identify it and not necessarily uh, developing any sort of detection system to do it. So we'll see how many uh, TikTokers are actually fessing up. Uh, next but not least, Microsoft has a new large language model. That's right. So uh, they recently announced Gorilla, and it has beat GPT-4 at writing API calls. Uh, So we're going to have more about this in the newsletter because it is pretty breaking news. Uh, But their new large language model called Gorilla was, uh, in its own testing, was better at uh, generating accurate API calls. So more on that in the newsletter. Uh, Last but not least for today, uh, $5 billion in sales. So that's China's internet giants just recently announced that they ordered $5 billion, that's billion with a B, in NVIDIA chips to power their AI ambitions uh, in the coming years. So uh, we, we, we do talk about NVIDIA uh, pretty often on the show because, hey, hot take, I think that they're one of the most important companies uh, here for the U.S. economy because they are powering this whole generative AI movement, not just for the U.S., but China as well. All right. So I hope you're excited uh, because we're going to be talking about using AI in a way that we don't talk about a lot on this show, and I think we should be talking about it more. So uh, as a reminder, if you have any questions, please make sure to jot them down because I'm excited to bring on our guest for today. Uh, we have Yogesh Chavda, the founder of Y2S Consulting. Yogesh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. All right. And and we were just talking pre-show. Hey, we're both from Chicago. So we we got to have a great uh, a great show here and hold it down for uh for the Midwest, right? There you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. So so Yogesh, just before we get into using AI for competitive insights and analysis, kind of just quickly tell everyone what your background is um because you have a very extensive background, you know, even outside of, you know, founding your own consulting company. Yes. So um, I've been working in marketing and market insights my entire career. 
And I actually started working with Procter & Gamble initially. So I, was, I, was, I spent almost 17 years with them, working across six different countries under very different circumstances um, and uh, built up a, you know, like a, you know, a pretty wide set of, you know, capabilities around how do you do marketing under, you know, develop, in developing markets versus developed markets, different kinds of brands, you know, new brand launches, you name it, basically. I've also worked for some other companies like Spotify and Pinterest. Um, I was the global head of always on marketing at Spotify. I was the, the global head of commercial insights at Pinterest for a while. And then my last big role uh, was with a hearing aids company out of Denmark, where I was uh, managing the market insights work uh, for hearing aids in the U.S. Um, so in, and, 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 and in between, of course, I've been doing some consulting work as well. So uh, I just started my consulting company again this year. So. Yeah. Wow. That's the, the short version of my background. <laughs> so so let me let me cut it down for, for anyone listening, whether you're listening on the podcast or listening uh, with us live here. Uh, Yogesh knows what he's talking about, right? So he just he, he just dropped some companies that all of us probably know and use. So uh, PNG, Spotify, Pinterest, right? So 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 Yogesh, with your background in insights and marketing, what was your kind of take? When you first kind of saw this this generative AI wave, specifically with ChatGPT, what was your thoughts on you know hey did you think it was going to be something uh, a useful tool or did, at at first were you just kind of like all right this is uh you know something that could just be a, a fun little tool and we'll see what happens. So the funny thing is I found out about this tool through my 16 year old when he told me about this back in November saying, dad, I'm using this to write my essays. And I was like, what is this, you know, all about, you know, so that's how I kind of started. Right. Um, thankfully he's not using it, you know, to, you know, from a school perspective, he's very smart about what he does. So I don't want to get him into trouble, of course. <laughs> uh, so um, with that said, as I started playing with chat GPT in particular, and that's where I started. And then I also played with Bard and then, you know, later with Claude as well. Um, I would say that, I, I started recognizing that this is not just a basic tool that can do basic stuff. This is a very sophisticated tool that can actually um, uh, drive productivity for different kinds of roles very, very quickly. It can help you do research very quickly, and you can mine information very, very quickly, which would have taken me weeks or months to do in some cases because it's able to find it, right, um, and analyze it. Now, the challenge, of course, that, you know, that everybody had uh, and I had in particular was like, is this real? Mm -hmm. So I was always going back and checking to make sure that whatever ChatGPT was telling me is actually correct or not. Right. And there were instances where I was finding like, no, that's not working. So, you know, there was a learning curve that I was going through. But the more I learned how to use the tool, the more I became a convert to say, this is not just a, a fly by night thing. This is actually a game changer. It's going to change the way work will happen moving forward. And organizations will have to be thinking um, differently about how they structure their work streams internally to be able mm -hmm. to um, to incorporate you know generative AI into their organizations. It's not a it's not a bolt on to your work stream. This yeah. is actually a redesign of your work stream completely based on 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 generative AI, in my opinion. So yeah, it's that's a great point. You know, a lot of people think like, oh, maybe I can find a way to work Chat GPT or to work generative AI into my workflow where. I think if you flip that coin on its head, you can start to have ChatGPT or AI kind of be the base, right? Right, Yogesh? Like, is yeah. that something that, that 
have you started to maybe restructure a little bit, even how you're doing your consulting work, um, just just to cut down on that repetitive and sometimes mundane uh, task of of research and analysis? Completely, completely. So I, I can give you three different use cases already in terms of how I'm using it in my consulting work, right? So the first one is if I'm pitching to a client and I, I know a little bit about the client and, and they're new to me, I'm using ChatGPT to understand their industry, you know, so that, okay, this is the industry they're operating in. This is what's going on. These are their, some of their pain points. These are some of the things that are happening inside, you know, the industry. And that's helping me say, okay, if that's what the industry pain points are, then what are the brand's pain points in this case? So, you know, ChatGPT may or may not be able to help you specifically because of obviously the cutoff, you know, up till October. But, um, you know, you can bring in BARD at that point to help you supplement kind of thing, right? So between those two, you're able to kind of like, you know, build out the understanding and and, and say, okay, this is where the landscape is today. How do I write my pitch? Mm-hmm. Right. So I've actually used ChatGPT to help me think about how I should craft my pitch. And then the third thing that I've also done, uh, and I've, I'm doing a lot of presentations at conferences right now, um, I'm actually using, you know, generative AI to help me think about my presentation. My very first presentation I did was back in March um, of this year uh, at a conference here in Chicago, where I was actually talking about how brands have to overcome stigma. And in fact, mm-hmm. that's the, the positioning for my consulting company. I help brands. Uh, think about how to address stigma in their industry, for example, right? Um, and when I was thinking about the presentation, I had my own outline in my head, but ChatGPT actually helped me make it, you know, much, much more sharper, you know? So between the the, the quick assessment of the landscape, the pitch development, and then the presentation development, in all those three cases, it's helped me significantly. I'll add a fourth one, my blog post. I, I post every week on my on my LinkedIn page, and um, almost every post I've done, I've started first on ChatGPT to help me think about the question I'm trying to answer. And then it's helped me then basically think through how to actually write and craft my blog post. So, you know, I'm, I'm seeing this as a massive productivity uh, enabler for like a, you know, a small, you know, consulting firm that I have. You know, I'm doing the work of about two or three people here if I had had to do this without ChatGPT, if you, if you know what I mean. So Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do uh, real quick, just want to shout out some, uh, some people joining us, uh, live today. So, so thank you for that. And again, if you're listening uh, to this later on the podcast, make sure to check out the show notes. If you want to come in and ask, uh, Yogesh some questions, we'll have the link to uh, join this thread, but Audrey just saying really excited for this one. So thanks for joining us. Uh, Mark saying that's a great move, kind of talking about what we're uh, talking about here. Um, Brian joining us saying, uh, good morning from the Gulf coast. Thank you. Uh, Harvey saying Dallas, Texas, glad to be here. Uh, so if you do have any questions, just as a reminder for Yogesh, please drop them now. Uh, so, so Yogesh, I do have one other question because you talked about, you said, Hey, you know, you're able to use, um, in your consulting role now, uh, chat GBT in, in a way where previously you might've had to use two or three, uh, employees, uh, to, to, to do some of these things. Right. Um, So I guess what are maybe specifically, what are one or two ways that you're using ChatGPT on an ongoing basis now? Mm -hmm. And you look back and you say, you know, if you look back at your, you know, PNG days or your Spotify days or your Pinterest days, and you're like, wow, if I had this, this, this technology now, Mm -hmm. how could it have changed what you were doing back then? So, you know, I guess, could you speak a little bit to that and, and just how today's technology, given your background, how powerful yeah. it is, and, and, and maybe even like how much easier would it have made those things for you? 
so so I'll give you a specific example from Pinterest. And if we have time, I'll talk about one that's happening right now as well. So um, uh, I was at Pinterest when COVID was starting up back in March. And uh, the global head of sales at the time asked me if um, I could help uh, the entire organization in terms of uh, the commercial organization in terms of keeping up engagement with our with their customers, their ad sales customers, uh, by launching a newsletter that would kind of like sh- showcase how different and unique Pinterest was um, relative to all the other social media platforms, right? And it wasn't as if I had like, you know, a month to start this. I had like literally five days to start this. And I was freaking out because I'd only been in the company for a couple of, not even a month yet, right? And I was able to basically, you know, uh, you know, build a team out relatively quickly who spent time. It took them like a day or two to, you know, like mine the data to say, this is what the behaviors were of Pinterest users on the platform, um, you know, for the last two weeks, let's say, right? I started that um, on March 20th, if I'm not mistaken, of 2020. So right after, you know, Trump's Oval Office address, two days later, I was launching the newsletter in the U.S. Two weeks later, I had launched the same newsletter across seven additional countries. And by the time I I was done, I had about 25 people working on just a newsletter between analysts who were mining the data, you know, designers and, you know, copywriters and sales, you know, uh, you know, leaders who were all kind of like involved along with the legal team to make sure everything was right, to make sure that everything that was being launched every week was, you know, meeting, you know, the requirements and everything else like that. Had I had a tool like this, it would have been a massive game changer for my analysts, for example, because you could have mined data much, much faster. And it would have probably identified things that we would we were probably missing. Because remember, these are people looking at data and saying, okay, I'm seeing these trends over here. I think we should talk about that. Had I, had I had a tool like this, right, it would have supplemented that process, number one. And number two, it could have also probably supplemented the, the writing of the creative and given us more options to, 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 to address. Because we were always in a time crunch, we, had, we went with the best idea that was there, you know, and we we're like, okay, we got to run. So we were running all the time. But this would have been a big, big enabler for us in that, in, in that space, basically. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, speaking of, we'll, we'll drop this in the show notes, but we actually had a, uh, in, in episode a couple of weeks ago with Patrick Mva, uh, I think it's episode 54 where we talked about that, right? Like talked about using, um, you know, just kind of mining customer data and customer mm-hmm. reviews. I think that's a super powerful way, uh, Yogesh, that, that we can use it. Um, yes. so, so wanted to shout out here, uh, Fabian saying greetings from Chile, uh, George, uh, George Strom saying, Hey, looking forward to hearing these insights, Jackie, good morning. Uh, 
Athena saying, great to see you again, saying hi to Yogesh. Um, Brian saying this is so Brian talking about how this is how he's been using uh, chat GPT and, and Harold here saying he's been able to create more in quarter one alone than he was of all of 2022. You, you know, Yogesh, how has, you know, chat GPT and generative AI been able to change kind of even your output uh, in, in Y2, uh, Y2S consulting? How has it changed the game for you? So, um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, my, my consulting is focused on helping brands overcome stigma. So one of the things I'm doing right now is actually building out a database of brands that have had to address stigma within their industry or brands that are facing stigma. So think about the Bud Light example from the last mm. few months. It's become a stigmatized brand today, if you, you know, for lack of a better word, basically. So if I had to do this the old way, it would have taken me literally months, months to pull together a database of information about the, you know, the brand positioning, the brand, you know, selling point, the different types of stigma that it could be affected with, you know, looking through their website, you know, and trying to pull all that information together. It takes time. It takes time and effort to pull that together. I've been able to structure the database and pull together at least my first 10 to 20 use cases in the space of a couple of days using ChatGPT. Mm. Right. And um, using, you know, one of the plugins on the, the subscription version where you can scrape through your, their websites, it's able to summarize everything on the website. And it's telling me exactly what the unique selling points are, uh, where what's there, what's missing. It can do comparisons if you wanted to versus other, you know, competitive, you know, websites, if you wanted to play it that way, you can do all those kinds of things. Right. So when you've done all that and you're I'm able to build up my database for me that's a, one of my unique selling points for my consulting company to say that I have a database for you know brands that have been that have been stigmatized so I can come and talk with information and data and be able to talk about this in a far more intelligent way uh, very quickly than had I not had this it would have taken me probably a, a 12 months to pull this together I'm doing this right now in weeks <laughs> basically yeah. yeah that's 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 such a good example yeah having to go through you know hundreds or thousands or sometimes millions of data points used to be an incredibly time-consuming process and now yeah. it's not necessarily so uh, uh, all right so we have a question here from a LinkedIn user so uh, sorry sometimes we get the name sometimes we don't so uh, asking Yogesh in your Pinterest example how would you feed it the data over the last two weeks of, of Pinterest trends so uh, yeah. how would you take that one on uh, Yogesh yeah so uh, first of all this is all obviously first party data right so uh, let me start with that first so mm -hmm. if they were to have if they were wanting to use some sort of generative AI tool my suspicion would be that we would have had to go through a process to make sure that you know the data that gets ingested stays within the firewalls of the Pinterest world. You know that, that's what I would have you know in short first and foremost. But once that's the case, you know you can literally you know pull the data and download it download it into let's say a Google Sheet document, right? Millions of data points if you wanted to, and then you can just upload the link into uh, like say you know ChatGPT through a plugin. And you can then basically start the process of, you know, questioning ChatGPT on what you, you know, what what is it seeing, and then what you wanted to go look for, basically. In the simplest way, that's how I would have done it, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, Yogesh, you bring up an important point. There is, you know, a lot of the things that we're talking about and the ways that even uh, you're using ChatGPT would require the uh, the 
plus version. So the $20 a month version. So, yes. you know, if you're listening out there and maybe you're a little newer to chat GPT and you're like, Oh, that doesn't sound like something you can do. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. we had a whole episode, uh, Friday on chat GPT plugins and mm-hmm. kind of, uh, the, the, the new features and functionalities that that provides. So yeah, even the example that Yogesh, uh, Yogesh is talking about of uploading, uh, different data points or reviews or scraping websites. Yes. Uh, that does require kind of that chat GPT plus, um, you know, Yogesh, what's what's one maybe unexpected way that you've been leveraging generative AI um, that maybe you weren't um, necessarily thinking like, oh, this could really help in this endeavor? Or maybe what's one way that you think other people should be using uh, ChatGPT or AI that maybe they're not thinking about? So I'm still playing with this. So I've not yet gone live with this, right? So Uh, As I mentioned with my blog post, I'm talking a lot about all of these kinds of use cases. So if anybody who's following me or if you want to follow my my personal LinkedIn page, uh, you you can subscribe to my my, my blog post there uh, about all those use cases. But the thing that I'm playing around with is you could literally create um, uh, a short blog post or some sort of like narrative that you want to create. And using one of the plugins on ChatGPT, again, on the paid side, the subscription side, you can actually go create your own via, your own video, right? And um, mm-hmm. there are, you know, one of the plugins I think is called Vista, I think, uh, where you can actually use stock imagery to create a, literally a, like a 30-second video of your, of your post. I was blown away when I saw that because, um, the you know, when I at least played around with it, I was like, um, the selection of the imagery, the 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 tonality of the voice, the the script it wrote out based on what I had written out was pretty amazing. You know, was it 100%? Of course not. You still have to go back and edit and do certain things, right? That always is going to be required. But the fact that it took me from, say, zero to, like, say, 85% of the way there, right, is a massive, massive game changer. So for me, who's, you know, I come from the insights world. I've worked with advertising my entire life, Right. But I was not the person responsible for creative at the end of the day. There were others who were much better at creative than I am. But here I'm now doing creative work in a way which I never thought I could do before. Now I can with the help of, you know, these kinds of tools, right? So for a small business who, who's trying to, you know, figure out how to create, you know, uh, communication, not just in terms of, you know, uh, uh, you know, like, you know, 2D posts, like for Instagram or whatever, you could, you could, you could create TikTok posts, you could create, you know, long form video if you want. All those things are doable today, sitting behind a laptop and maybe just having, you know, the right person helping you figure that kind of stuff out. You know, that's kind of the stuff that we can also help with now, which I never thought I could do. So, yeah, so, so many unexpected use cases, I think. And, you know, even what Yogesh is talking about, uh, I think I think we've actually done a, a video or two, so so check back later uh, in the comments uh, or if you're listening on the podcast. And I think we actually have a video on that. So uh, one one last uh, one last one here, uh, Yogesh, that from uh, Dr. Rasafa asking, uh, what are two major, uh, major AI apps that you use with ChatGPT or or just maybe yeah, what are some either you know plugins or apps or even other AI tools that that you're using and finding value uh, with uh, Yogesh? Yeah, so uh, on the, I, I can never remember the names correctly. So just search uh, on the plugin part of it. But uh, the one I've 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 uh, uh, I've used, uh, I mentioned Visla already, which is a, the one that can create video for you. Um, the other one I think is called Open Scraper, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which uh, allows you to kind of like uh, scrape websites, 
right? And, and analyze websites for you. So I found that to be incredibly useful. So those are two that I would, you know, suggest uh, uh, very rapidly. There are, there are some other ones which I'm still playing around with. I've not really been happy with, with this one is you can actually go uh, have a plugin that can actually analyze uh, YouTube videos also up to a certain like length. Um, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out which is the best one to use for that just yet because there's some of them have you know like you know paid firewalls and things like that. I'm not ready to pay for things just yet, so I'm kind of like doing all the free stuff right now. You know, but uh, um, uh, I think that would be another one that I think would be super helpful as well if you're able to analyze you know advertising. In fact, um, um, one thing that I tried to do this week and I'm not completed yet is to analyze the video. I have actual data on the video from some market research surveys. Can ChatGPT actually analyze those two things together? For me, that if I can, the moment I can figure that part of it out, that's going to be another, like, at least for me, a momentous, momentous step forward in how you can actually, you know, like connect different components of ChatGPT to, to solve the problem that you're solving for, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great example, uh, Yogesh. Just how how you can string together different tasks that would normally take you know hours. Um, so, I mean, we've covered so much in such a short period of time, talking about customer insights, analysis, even some favorite plugins and, and use cases. So, uh, thank you, Yogesh, uh, so much for joining the Everyday AI Show. Your insights were super valuable, and I hope everyone out there uh, enjoyed this as well. So, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And just as a reminder, everyone, we covered a lot. So make sure you go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for the free daily newsletter. We're going to be recapping a lot of the things that we talked about today. So if you weren't able to type as fast as as, as you could and, and take down all the notes and all the uh, the nuggets of information that, that Yogesh was giving us, don't worry. We've got you. Go check out the newsletter. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. Join us tomorrow. We're going to talk one more time about MidJourney. We have our part two uh, series coming up. So we hope to see you back back then and every day with Everyday AI. Thanks. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.